0: back to radio trivia podcast edition i have returning i think this might be your second time uh john and our fearless leader or at least one of our fearless leaders have, at nintendo world report
1: have i only done this once before
0: i'm a b um, i am th- I i think so um, okay yeah. yeah i guess I, I, so the problem is that i only do these like once a quarter these days so yeah um it, it, it could have been just, you know, like eight episodes ago or something. But yeah. Still a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, this is a standard round of radio trivia. we got uh, five games. I think there a, is a listener quest mixed in here. Okay. Um, the, the job is to, uh, the listener is to figure out the game based on the music. We have three songs for each game. And John knows, he picked some of them, but he doesn't know all of them. So, he is going to be playing along a little bit. But, uh,. Perhaps not uh, for the first game.
1: I should I should send you like five of them so that just I can act like I know every single one of them and look really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, well then then you wouldn't be playing along, and I would disclose that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, by the way, if it sounds like there's like a like a sail for a ship in the background, it's because there basically is. Uh, <laughs> the building is being repainted, and apparently, uh, I I didn't know that uh, my unit would be taped up with like a tarp taped over the window Um, oh great so so yeah there might be some interesting uh, background noise from that okay
1: I haven't heard anything so far
0: all right well don't be surprised if you hear something fun okay (laughs) Sounds like an adventure (laughs) okay with that we're gonna go on to the first game okay
1: We are starting off strong.
0: Yeah. I'm already learning about the setup differences here. I got (laughs) to unlock my phone every time I want to unmute myself.
1: I just thought you were giving the song like some dramatic, like, you know, resolving time.
0: Eh, I got it. Um, No, that's that's a good pick. Uh, So thank you for uh, for this selection here. can't fault this game for being low energy
1: no it's exciting well i mean i guess the last one was low energy it's dynamic
0: dynamic okay fair enough (laughs) so uh i did not you know um paste the uh hint question you prepared for this but uh, i liked your hint question if you'd like to read it i can uh, go ahead and oh sure with you
1: uh i've actually already got it pulled up on our twitter dms so i can do that okay
0: (laughs) great go go for it so uh why don't you give us the hint question here john
1: all right uh, for this one, it is, what famous actress returned to reprise her role for this game after a multi-year stint on Doctor Who? ka It's, uh, that, that it should, if you if you know, if you had any suspicions, I feel like that totally gives away what game it is. I love the, I love the disco undertones throughout that song. Show me a moves.
0: That was amazing. It's so I did, good. I did not have a chance to listen to that uh, <laughs> all the way through, uh, before this. Amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's, that's a battle theme for this yeah, game, well, which is
0: so weird. You're dancing. I, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the same thing. It's like, I don't know that I've ever heard a, a, a disco battle theme thing but before. It, like, but a it game works. Like, Oh yeah, you know, Final Fantasy Thirteen might have had something like that or something, but yeah, um, it's not commonly heard. Yeah, Um, not that I would know because uh, well, we'll get into it Uh, (laughs) before we go any further. John, tell us what game this is.
1: This is Xenoblade Chronicles Future Connected, uh, which was a bonus story on the end of xenoblade chronicles de so honestly i wasn't sure if you were going to allow me to count this one or not because it's like kind of its own game and kind of not
0: yes of course i will because this is a distinct release right this is xenoblade chronicles definitive edition oh that's true that that makes this a distinct release from xenoblade chronicles which we have used so everyone's like this sounds kind of a little like xenoblade uh, but we've used the Xenoblade games so far, haven't we? Well, haha, we got you. Yes. <laughs> is, so so I, I would have accepted, I and mean, you chose this, but if you guessed Future Connected, you got it right. If you guessed Definitive Connection, you got it right. Uh, but same thing, but yes. Yes. It, I, I'm not sure how to handle real DLC, to be honest. I think I may right. have already uh, gone down that rabbit hole one time and made an exception, I think, maybe. But in this case, I don't think I need to worry about it. Right, yeah, and
1: that's, well, and even, even the, uh, even the music in DE itself that was from the original Xenoblade has all been re-recorded, so it's kind of even then, like, a different soundtrack. Oh, really? they the did Yeah, yeah, entirely new recordings. Um, some better, some worse, uh, but it's, yeah, all redone from scratch.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah, so I'd say Xenoblade on Wii, which I played on my Wii U, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, probably the last RPG I—I'll I, say I enjoyed and played all the way through. Yeah. I didn't get like all the, you know, every little doodad or whatever, but I mean, I played through the full story. Sure. And I don't want to say mean, it's, i don't want to say that's like what burned me out. I, I think that it's things <laughs> subsequent to that that burned me out on RPGs, including a, a certain game called Xenoblade X, which I played forty hours of, and finally, you know what? I don't really enjoy this at all, yeah, <laughs> I just walked was... away from it.
1: Yeah, that's one where, like, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I love Xenoblade X, but I can't fault anyone for, because that, that game takes, like, for like, you don't get, like, the mech, which is kind of, like, the selling point of the game until, like, at least 30 hours in, so it's, it's a real, yeah. it's one of those games where you kind of, it's, it's
0: a huge commitment,
1: uh, to yeah. get into I, it. I
0: got the mech, and it's like, I still not really having fun, or maybe I didn't, Yeah, but uh, you may not have gotten all the features for the mech or something, I, I don't know. It unlocks so slowly. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I, I this game isn't respecting my time and I just at all. I'm I'm over it. I'm just <laughs> not and so, you know, I bought Xenoblade 2 thinking, well, oh, you know like Xenoblade Chronicles I, I was out after forty minutes. I probably didn't give it a fair shake. Sure. I just, I, you know what? I'm over this. You know, I I've said on this podcast before, but there there was just a series of RPGs I played that just I slogged through or tried to mm-hmm. slog through and and it's just like nah, okay. I'm, I'm done. So, I, you know, this music makes you like, oh, God, I want to, I, I want to play this game. This music's so awesome in this series. But yes. I just, I can't. I just can't see myself playing through this again. Yes. Yeah, or, or even Zero Three. Like, right? Why should I buy Zeno 3? I, didn't, I barely touched Zeno 2. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, sorry, no, it's, guys. It's
1: funny. I, I have like this is the opposite experience for me because I, I hate Japanese RPGs. Uh, but I love the entire Xenoblade series, so which I guess is why I can do them without burning out is because I'm not playing any other JRPGs, it's just this,
0: yeah. I just played two. because I never grew up really playing JRPGs, and then I just mm-hmm. had several in a row, just whatever 10 years ago, whatever, and it's like, okay, I'm done, I'm done,
2: yeah. Maybe it's partly
0: because <laughs> they were like some of them were not as good as I thought they would be. Like, I think one of them was like Nihil no Kuni, which is mm-hmm. another game where it's like Presentation's great, the music's great. Yeah, starts off fine, but like, it, like I kept thinking, okay, this has got to be almost over. This is almost yeah. done. It's got to be over, and it yeah. just kept on going and going. Yeah. Which, you know, Xenoblade. I mean, it did that too, but I don't recall it bothering me as much. Just
1: the story carries it well.
0: The story carries it well. It's a pretty good story, and just the, the world is so yeah weird and interesting. So I just it, you know, maybe at the end game it kind of annoyed me with like I think the end boss just was mm-hmm. brutal but other than that i mean i i thought the first xenoblade is an awesome game so presumably yeah. the definitive the definitive edition is also a very good release of this game it is certainly the extra stuff has good music that was awesome it, i will
1: say i think the music is probably the best part of future connected uh oh it's <laughs> it's like it's like 10 hours long it's just a little epilogue story uh that's like the story's not that interesting, but the soundtrack, like there's not a ton of original music for it, as you'll have seen looking at it, but, uh, what's there is, is all so good. Um, I believe it's all the original composers from, from the base game doing it.
0: Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, Ace plus team. I don't know if I said that. Uh, yes. Which is like a bunch of people. So, yeah. Uh, so there was a hint question here, um, oh, yes. which is not something I would have gotten. Um, <laughs> I don't know names of anyone, so, uh, go, go, uh, ahead, go ahead.
1: So, uh, it's uh, Jenna Coleman who plays Melia in Xenoblade and played Clara Oswald on Doctor Who. Uh, and she was very popular in Doctor Who because she she's one of the few companions to have actually spanned multiple Doctors. Uh, she was there for both Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Uh, so, one of the more well known companion characters. Uh, and there was actually <laughs> some debate when the trailers for this were coming out and there was, you know, new dialogue for her whether they were actually going to be able to afford to get her back, because when she played Melia in the original Xenoblade uh, it was very early in her career, and I'm sure she wasn't that expensive right. Uh, right. but for this uh, I'm sure it cost Nintendo a whole lot more to bring her back
0: <laughs> you know, Maybe she enjoyed it or you know, who, who yeah, knows, maybe she has a soft spot for this, yeah. who knows, for all, for all we know uh, this is part of how she got that gig or something, yeah. so he has a font spot who, who knows who knows yeah the story there. yeah uh, well cool uh well yeah that this was uh this was john's pick and uh, a mighty nice one at that which i probably wouldn't have even thought to ever pick so
1: the only reason i thought of it is that i literally just played through it because it was one of the only xenoblade things i hadn't played and uh, xenoblade 3 is coming out soon so i wanted to knock it off my backlog
0: Okay, we're going to go on to the second game, which John does not know. So he is playing along right now. Okay. Creepy. Creepy.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to assume this is something a bit older, but it could just be real synthy. We don't know yet. It almost has a Blade Runner vibe to it or something.
0: I don't know. I have to wonder how much um, uh, cramming this uh, through the internet uh, for listing pleasure is distorting things as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a full orchestra and I'm just hearing it through Discord and I'm like, <laughs> oh yes, it's 8-bit. <laughs> That one actually sounded almost familiar, but I don't know if it's actually familiar if or if I'm just thinking of things that sound kind of like it.
0: All right. Well, here is your lazy hint question (laughs) on my my, I was lazy. The first game in the series is remarkable technologically for having been released on which gaming platform?
1: was that one was great
0: yeah, that one might have helped uh I
1: mean, it didn't uh really it was great i liked it a lot uh um, okay
0: so um that was the third song so do you have any yes. guesses on what this might be well okay
1: impressive technologically impressive for the system it released on um I feel like I would recognize if it were like a Super FX game for Super Nintendo, which is, of course, jinxing me now. And that's totally what it's going to be. I'm going to go with. uh, I'm going to say this is like Vector Man (laughs) 2. Was that on? Was that on Wii Virtual Console or something? Can that Uh, count?
0: Well, again, the the hint question was regarding the first game in this series. That's true. Yes, so... So do you want to revise your guess?
1: Uh... Or just roll with it? Just roll with it, because I don't have anything better.
0: (laughs) Alright. Oh, man, I I thought you were going to get this one. Um, This is Xscape for the DS.
2: uh, Oh! Which is, uh, a.k.a. X Returns, a.k.a. Uh, 3D
0: Space Tank.
1: It's been so long since I've played that.
0: But Yeah. yeah, no wonder it sounds familiar. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I really had to scratch pretty deep to, to find a Star Fox-adjacent game for you that I hadn't used.
1: Yeah, well, that's, I was, I'm like, I'm like, techno, I'm thinking, I'm like, well, this isn't, like, maybe it's Vortex for Super Nintendo, but it doesn't quite sound right for a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, okay, that yeah, so, makes so sense. So
0: the the original game, for those who don't know, the, the original game in this series was Eggsy, perfect pronunciation uh, for the game boy only released in japan as far as i'm aware mm-hmm. and so uh, a name that was one letter in, 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 in english is is ecus in, in japanese and written that way i own this game i bought it uh, when i visited japan the first time me too for some stupid reason um tough to play if you don't read the language because um, yes. a lot of it is like textual directions for your missions and stuff and i imagine the the sequel here is very much similar and In uh, spirit, I have not played Uh, Xscape.
1: Xscape is so cool because it's fairly um, open world. Like it lets you hop between different planets, um, and it has like side quests. Um, Yeah, it's a it's a crazy cool game. It's really unfortunate that it's stuck on DSiWare, which Mm -hmm. like even just like with a lot of that stuff, it's like well at least I can emulate it. DSiWare is like borderline impossible to even emulate. Uh, so Nintendo and Q games make this game available anywhere else, please.
0: Now, is it technically, uh, can you still download on three DS right now? It's not too late. Uh, to buy it and...
1: Uh, you might be able to, it's, it's disappeared from the eShop multiple times. I think it's there right now. Uh, but yeah, if, <laughs> oh, dear, if you disappeared haven't got multiple
0: it, multiple times. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: no. Uh, but if you haven't got it, go get it. It's, it's a crazy good game. Um, that apparently has a great soundtrack that I can only vaguely remember.
0: So uh, another interesting fact, this, this is composed by Kazumi Totaka, um, mm-hmm. which uh, a little bit of a hint there. That third song sounds kind of like an Animal Crossing. Yes. Uh, yeah, it has the K-K voice K-K Slider. yeah yep yep, yep. Um, apparently X was like, if not the first game he composed, one of them, or at least that it was credited it's on. one
1: of them. It is. It's the origin of uh, Totaka's song. That was the first game it was ever in.
0: I, I wonder if it's the origin because it was so buried yeah. in that one. Yeah, I wonder be, if it's like. Yeah. I just like no no. That's like the first song he ever composed when he was like five right. years old. We just haven't found. <laughs> yeah, that's as
1: far back as we've traced Totaka's song. That's yes. that's how that should be phrased. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, which which was news, right? Because for a while, the the thinking was the first one was um, in in like the second game he worked on. I forget which one. Yeah, but, but uh, like buried somewhere really asinine and X uh, yeah it's it.
1: it's like on a certain um like briefing screen you just let it sit for long enough and then it plays it it's very obscure
0: yeah Man, what a weird thing that you strive to put in your games yeah no kidding <laughs> So, yeah, it's a cool game. Very, very decomposed, um, spacey soundtrack, as you might imagine, for mm-hmm. a, a space tank exploration and, yeah. I guess, warp tunnel game. Um, and the, the warp tunnels are maybe a little closer to something you might think of as Star Fox. At least they were on on the game board. Yeah,
1: they're they're fairly similar on DSi. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's an awesome game. Once again, if you can still buy it, go play it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, who knows if they would ever like release something like that. It's just kind of obscure.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure if well, and I'm sure if uh, if Q Games had the rights to it, I, that's the thing. I think Nintendo has the actual publishing rights for it. Um, whereas if Q Games actually owned the rights themselves, I'm sure they would have re-released it by now, but we'll see. There is an English translation of the original X uh, that was finished. Fin-
0: a fan translation? Or, 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 no, an
1: official translation, because uh, really? they had planned do do to that? release it outside uh, Japan, and the translation was finished, uh, and it just it never came out. But it has, it was one of those uh, Nintendo giga leaks in very large quotes, because it was more just a theft. Uh, but it was in there. Um, so if you dig around the internet, you can find the official English translation. It's called Lunar Chase uh, of the original X. So maybe they'll put that on an or something one day if they uh, put Game Boy games on there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, now there's an idea. Yeah, they, I mean, they certainly did with Mother Zero. So. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe the original has, uh, uh, has hope. I don't know about this uh, Xscape DSiWare. Right. Yeah. More ho-
1: it, The original definitely has more hope than the DSiWare one. That one's probably just going to be lost to time until we can figure out better ways to emulate it.
0: Eesh. Okay, well, we better move on to the next game here. All right.
1: It reminds me of the uh, it reminds me of the save game music from Resident Evil for some reason, maybe a little less creepy.
0: Maybe the piano on it. Or... Yeah, I think so. Well, it's not Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, no. I... <laughs> Darn, yeah. that was my guess.
0: me of something you might hear in like a, a Tim Burton movie.
1: Yeah, I was actually I was going to say um, almost some Grant Kirkhope vibes uh, which I think kind of parallel like, kind of the same avenue in some ways. Yeah.
0: yeah, Wait, well that might be not giving it away. I could be like an inadvertent hit there, John. So you're saying it's not Grant Kirkhope who composed this song? Uh... <laughs> it might be. Maybe. I actually don't know who composed this. I couldn't figure it out.
1: <laughs> uh, not an intentional hint. Uh, you, you have a hint question, Andy? Yes, I do. Uh, I was actually wondering if that's what this one was because I didn't immediately recognize
0: it. <laughs> I, I, sh- I should have given you a heads up.
1: No, you're good. Uh, let's see. So, prior to releasing on a Nintendo console... This game released as an exclusive to what mobile focused platform? a good soundtrack
0: yeah very pleasant I I feel like some of it just sort of falls into the woodwork but uh, certainly those songs I thought stood out pretty are pretty striking yeah. songs I like them yeah um, I don't know much about this game so John why, why don't you <laughs> reveal it and uh, tell us all about it
1: this is Oceanhorn 2 Knights of the Lost Realm uh, it came at well so to answer the, the hint question uh, it was originally an Apple Arcade exclusive Uh and then came to Switch last year or the year before. I don't remember. Uh, but I reviewed it, and it was one of those games where I went in knowing nothing about it and was just super pleasantly surprised. It's, like, uh, I think the way I described it in the review is it's, like, 3D Zelda, but you have a party. Um, so, like, 3D Zelda meets an action RPG. Uh, and we did fu- I looked up... I found the composer while we were listening to the last track. I will not get his name right, but it's Call or Kale or Kale or it's K A L L E uh, Yalitalo, Y L I T A L O. I don't know how to say any part of your name, <laughs> sir. Uh, but you did a good job. So well done. Um, but yeah, just a real. It's it's a beautiful game. Um, like vi- visually and technically, it just it runs great. It looks great. Uh, and yeah, it just has a fun, it's just a fun kind of Zelda-like adventure game uh, that just came out of nowhere, and it's one of those games that I feel like kind of got buried on the Switch eShop just because there's so much good stuff coming out uh, that I don't really hear people talk about. Um, but I happened to run across its soundtrack for the first time since I reviewed it the other day, and uh, and just thought, hey, we should, we should talk about that. This is a good excuse to mention it.
0: Sure. So is, you said it's like a 3D Zelda game, sort of. Is there mm-hmm. a particular one? It invokes I mean, I, The name makes me think it maybe leans on Wind Waker, but maybe, uh, maybe not.
1: So it's the original Ocean Horn definitely leaned on Wind Waker. Like the original Ocean Horn, you were at sea. There were all these small islands, and it was like a top-down kind of 2D Zelda style. Um, this one is much more sort of a, an Ocarina of Time style 3d zelda uh, i just carried over the name from the original mm. uh but yeah that same thing of like you'll have villages and kind of like an open-ish world that you can explore and then you'll go into dungeons and fight a boss um you get unique items uh, there's a hook shot like it's very on the nose a lot of the time but then you do have this party that you travel with that helps you out in combat um and each of them have special abilities that can help you solve puzzles uh, it's just a really interesting, uh, unique little game, that uh, yeah, fell uh, fell between the cracks I think on the eShop.
0: We're gonna go on to the next game, and we're saving the listener request for last apparently. So this is okay. my <laughs> selection here. All right.
1: Gives me some like original Game Boy vibes. I take it back. Those drums are are too good for a Game Boy. This is is something modern that's pretending to be old I think.
0: (laughs) I, I like how you're analyzing it. Here's your hint question. Who's the game's final boxing opponent? Hmm.
1: Boxing. Well, it's it's not a punch out game. I I know those soundtracks well enough to be fairly confident that it's not that, which now means it is.
2: Hmm. Uh,
1: let's see. You know what? I so the thought I had with that hint question, uh, which is definitely wrong, but uh, I thought to myself maybe TYP is throwing a pun at me. And uh, this is in fact unpacked—a game I have not played, uh, <laughs> but it's a game about unboxing things. Uh, oh my
0: god, that would be brilliant if that if that were the case. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm assuming that's wrong, but I I just like the idea
1: of that pun, so I'm I'm gonna go with that as my answer.
0: <laughs> no, this is Game and Watch Gallery Four. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, also known in some places as Game and Watch Gallery Advance, which okay. I skipped over when it first came out. Um, but I finally checked it out on the Wii U. Uh, I guess it would be the Virtual Console. Yeah. Um, you know, as it, yes, Nintendo's being successful by threatening to close it. They're prodding me to buy at least a few things. I'm, I'm yeah. not going and wild. <laughs> um, so I'll buy them, and then they'll come out uh, like six months later on, on a, at a virtual. Console. For NSO service, probably right. But, um, so th- this game, I, I skipped originally because it, it's partly a port. It's it's kind of like a best of of the the prior three or four, depending on where you live, I guess. I think there was like an Australia-only Game Watch game, um, but it's it, it takes some games from like Game Watch Two, Game Watch Gallery Three, and it has some of its own. And so. Um, Although the visuals are very updated, in those cases, it's basically the same game. And the same music. I think it's maybe slightly different instrumentation, but they certainly leaned into that GBC chip or or whatever Mm -hmm. it was uh, that some developers tended to do on the Game Boy Advance. Um, So that's what this is. So um, the first two uh, songs were from, I think, um, I'll say original games for this. I mean, they're all remakes from Game & Watch games, but um, they're, they're, I think they were first re- remade. Um, it was Boxing, the first one. The second one was Mario's Cement Factory. And the third one, I think, came out in either Game & Watch Gallery 2 or 3. It's, it's Chef. Um, and um, that's, a, that's a personal favorite of mine. And my son actually liked watching me play that, too. <laughs> although he, he didn't understand the idea of a high-score game that never ends. Um, right. So he's like, "What? When is it over? Or what?" It is a strange you know, concept. How much? How much more time? How much more time before it's like, "Well, you know, if I don't screw up, I can go on forever." Which you didn't like, right? So he's talking to me, asking questions, and so of course I screw up. Yeah. Which is probably what he wanted. He was rooting for me to to fail, right?
1: It's it's a good life lesson. It it just goes <laughs> on, and you never actually win. You only eventually lose. Yeah. Uh, but that makes that makes sense with the why it sounded like Game Boy, but with like like the drums clearly sounded like a sample as opposed to like a, a synth so that yeah that all yeah. that all makes sense
0: yep so uh composers were rio rio kinugasa and kengo hagiwara i, I want to say these games were made by tose but i'm maybe just sort of effecting that out of thin air um,
1: i don't know enough to correct you so yeah i mean as long as you say it confidently i'll believe you
0: It's the sort of game that you could see has been outsourced to Tosei without much harm. And, uh, yeah, so the the boxing game... I I don't actually like this the modern boxing game or any of the classic ones I I generally don't like, but the modern games uh, are all with Mario characters, right? And uh, they get pretty creative in some of the games. They don't just stick to, like, Mario and Luigi. Um, So in... Boxing, if I remember correctly, like the first one is a Wiggler that you're fighting against, and then oh, yeah. and you're playing and you're playing as Luigi in the boxing game. Um, and so, uh, as a Wiggler, uh, I don't remember the second uh, opponent, um, but the third one is Wild Luigi, and um, it's an interesting choice. It is. It's like you know, it's one of the rare appearances for Wild Luigi. It's the, honestly probably one of the earlier. Um, yeah games that he appeared in i mean it's yeah i mean he doesn't appear in much in general so i thought it was a particularly um inspired <laughs> yeah thing to do have luigi be the boxer and uh you know kind of fumbling around bumbling around a little right and then while luigi um i think he kind of cheats right like so i think he, he kicks it with one of his moves yeah <laughs> you know, and then maybe something else he does that's clearly uh um uh you know, against the rules of boxing, and so it's I don't know. It's, I thought it was, I was. I didn't think it's very fun, but I, I, I liked the the execution in terms of the concept. Yeah. Uh, a honestly, lot. honestly, Wiggler
1: seems like a more threatening boxing opponent opponent with his many many feet.
0: Well, but yeah, but you can't use his feet, right? Other than well, walking around. Well, uh, yeah, how guess.
1: does he fight you if he's not using? He he's doesn't gonna... have arms, right?
0: Well. The top, the top ones are arms, I guess. Okay.
1: <laughs> I imagined him like standing up and just having a boxing glove on every single foot.
0: I don't think so. I think it's mostly just like a long tail behind him.
1: Okay. They didn't. They didn't take full advantage of Wiggler's combat capabilities.
0: No, no, they didn't. He, he, he's an honorable boxer, unlike Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I liked it. I'm glad I picked this one up first. I had forgotten by the time I, I purchased this one that it was kind of a remix of of some other earlier games. And so um, I would not recommend if you're mining the backlog getting like Game and Watch Gallery two, Game and Watch Gallery three, and this on, on Wii U. I guess the others will be on 3DS. Sure. Uh, yeah. Unless like you're you're super enthusiastic about these games because there is some overlap here. Um, yeah. So study what games are in there um, if. If you haven't played any of them, you may not know which ones you wind up liking. Because I, I, mean, I find that in general I don't like the the classic Game and Watch games uh, at all, and sure. it's, it's kind of a coin toss whether I wind up liking the uh, modernized uh, renditions of them. Because often they're they're pretty different. I mean, the, the, the fundamentals are the same, but often just the visuals, the music, the oh yeah, exactly how yeah. they've tweaked things. In some cases, I think it works really well. In other cases.
1: They should release. They've been doing the, that modern line of game and watches. They should release a game and watch gallery. Game and watch.
0: Oh, that's a great idea.
1: Yes. I feel like that would be like full circle, and would uh, it be it be interesting way to play them?
0: Yeah, I like that idea. All right, we've got one last game, and it is a listener request. Okay.
1: Strong eastern vibes. I like it. The world is this game?
0: Here's your hint question. Okay. All right. What license ties in with this game? Ooh, okay.
1: Okay. there's something a little so all of these songs have had very different like cultural sounds to them um, and there was something very like there was something a little like piratic about all of them so my shot in the dark answer is gonna be that this is Sid Meier's Pirates for Nintendo Wii <laughs>
0: that's, that's a pretty good a guess um, okay <laughs> this is um Darkened sky for the gamecube okay which um well uh do you know the answer to the uh to the question no then?
1: i know the name of that game but i don't remember what it ties into
0: yeah it's it's licensed as a skittles game um it's, uh, you wouldn't be able to tell from, like, looking at screenshots or whatever, but it is woven in fairly tightly into the the writing and the storyline of, you know, the Skittles are what give you your magical powers, and or things that look like Skittles are, complete with the S.
1: We're talking about the candy, right? Yes. yes. There's Skittles not some candy. other definition Sweet. of Skittles yes, I'm yes, not yes, familiar Skittles. with. Skittles! Okay. Skittles the candy!
0: <laughs> yes. Which, which just made it such a bizarre choice. I, I remember uh, Daniel Bloodworth trying to show me this game, and I, I I don't I didn't have much patience for it. But I think he was just um, tickled pink about the, the the notion of this like high fantasy setting game yes. being a uh, uh, art, kind of an action RPG or adventure game, whatever you want to call. Them. So uh, it, it it's all skittles theme when you when you dig in deep if you pay attention enough, I mean, the story, it's all about, it'll you know, taste the rainbow and, and you know, the <laughs> sky's dark and you have to, to like basically use the Skittles and unlock the rainbow basically is kind of the, the quest you're on. What to... is so,
1: man, my brain cannot, <laughs> cannot accept that that second song with like the weird chanting was accompanying a game about Skittles. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Well, I mean, it isn't obvious You look at the, like the, the box art, they, I think they, at some yeah. point, decided and maybe we don't need to make this a Skittles game anymore or something, because they thought maybe it stood on its own or something, or it would detriment. I don't really understand the full story here, but yeah, it is in the story, it's in the graphics, it's in the, you know, a lot of the voice acting, you know, references, if not the Skittles directly. I don't know that they actually use the term Skittles in the game, but you know, the stone, the magical stones and, you know, all the whole, you know, rainbow-themed stuff, so it's... It, they wouldn't have been able to fully yank it out. I don't think uh, without more work. So yeah, it, it's, it's a weird game. And, uh, I don't know that the gameplay or, or graphics or anything to, to really write home about. Um, from what I can tell, just sort of a lot of walking around and adventuring. Maybe there's some boring combat, but I, I couldn't spot any. Um, it's, but what, uh,
1: it's surprisingly expensive on eBay. <laughs>
0: uh, that doesn't surprise me. I doubt this sold much. And it's such a weird, obscure, Yeah. Uh, Concept game, the the voice acting and writing are actually quite good. If you if you watch portions of a long player or, or whatever on YouTube, um, I mean, very competently written. I mean, it, it, it very snarky. Um, you know, rapport between uh, Sky, the 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 girl that's the you know the main adventurer and uh, her like gargoyle um, um, sidekick, basically. Uh, lo- yeah. Lots of funny. Jabs and and, and Stark. I mean, there's like a part where like you get into new areas like, ah, oh, this must be the public golf course, you know? And it just is really <laughs> like Stark. It was really well executed. So I, I think that's probably the high point of this is the writing and, and voice acting from what I could tell. Um, and they spent a lot of time on it in terms of cutscenes, and, and there's probably a reason why.
1: I yeah I'm gonna have to look up some gameplay of this later because this is this is too weird to not learn more about
0: yeah I mean that's that's why Daniel Butler who, yeah, easy allies now he used to be yeah uh, staffer for Planet GameCube and Nintendo World Report actually named Nintendo World Report um, yeah he, he 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 was just <laughs> I, I don't know I just I think he just found so much humor in, in what this game is uh, that uh, yeah he, he had to show it off to people when they came over Um, and I, you know, at the time I didn't really appreciate it, but it's like looking back now, I'm like, yeah, I can see why he's like, you have to see this bizarre game, (laughs) but that's, um,
1: that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. The the other thing I wanted to point out, I, I, I learned this after I had picked the game. Um, a lot of this game was outsourced, um, to a, a game developer based out of Kiev, Ukraine. So I thought that was an interesting oh, okay. factoid out there. I have no idea what else that team did. I, I'm not even sure uh, the name of that company. But if you read up on on Wikipedia and other places, it, um, sure. Uh, s- some now defunct uh, publisher and defunct developer uh, led the thing, but a lot of the heavy lifting was was uh, overseas. So um, composer Eugene Zukov maybe that he was one of the folks out in ukraine i mean uh, the music was good yeah no i think it's good yeah
1: that's that's the most upsetting part about all of this is that it is that it's good and it's about skittles
0: yeah I don't know if the gameplay itself was good but the, there's a lot of yes the, yeah. there was a lot of good nuggets in there just if you watch enough i thought like, like hey you know this. if they made this like a movie I could see myself like watching it you know right <laughs> you know there, yeah. was, there was enough uh, clever writing and, and I mean there was, there was one thing I saw skipping around where um, like I, I think that the, the gargoyle like one of the, the shticks is like you know uh, gibberish speak that he then translates was like you know as a protocol gargoyle you uh, <laughs> like a reference to Star Wars being yeah. a protocol gargoyle <laughs> yeah so I, there, there's a lot there I think that's that's good um, so I, yeah. I may I may actually watch a little more of this uh, by and by
1: yeah if it, if it wasn't like 50 to 70 dollars on ebay like I was kind of hoping I'd pull it up and it'd be like 10 bucks uh, and I'd just be like screw it let's get yeah. it but, uh, but yeah maybe we'll uh, look around for a ROM or something mm. I didn't hear that yeah, no, I don't no. oh, what you're talking about. Yeah. The Skittles are going to come sue us.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said, there's a defunct publisher and a defunct. Uh, <laughs> I'll look it up. Maybe, maybe it has some meaning to someone, so I'll, I'll look it up. Let's see here. Um, the, hang
1: on, I have the Wikipedia open. Yeah, I was
0: on the Wikipedia. So it was like Boston Animation Boston or something? Boston
1: Animation, yeah.
0: And Simon and & Schuster is the publisher heard of them before
1: so boston animation was the ukrainian one or no was that- i think
0: they're both i think they were both u.s based companies but there was some team out in okay in europe that they were there's
1: is it oxygen interactive that's also uh, list. that's a
0: oh that's a yeah publisher. it might be it might just be a different region or something yeah and, and i will confess i don't know for sure whether the version of the music i played was gamecube or pc I don't know if there is any difference. I would, I
1: would think at that at that point, it's probably all you know, just pre-recorded CD audio.
0: (sighs) Maybe, yeah. I mean, they could have done that even if it's like MIDI instrumentation. They could have recorded it. I mean, it's it's a disc, so right. So yeah, you you may be right there. Okay, well, that's going to wrap things up here. Um, John, thanks for uh, coming on. Is there anything you would like to plug? There's always things for you to plug, so...
1: Oh, let's see. What would you Uh, like to plug? So, tomorrow, when we're recording this, I assume it'll take you slightly longer than that to edit it, Uh, but I'll actually have a video coming out uh, on the Video Game History Foundation, uh, their YouTube channel, um, about a uh, long-lost Atari developer who they recently contacted, uh, or found, like, got a hold of her. Uh, who was the developer behind the first game to ever have a human female protagonist? Uh, and we put together—I worked with uh, Atari Archive and a Critical Hit uh, and Video Game History Foundation to put together a video uh, version of an article they had written on that. So by the time you listen to this, that'll be out, uh, and I think it's pretty interesting. So check it out.
0: Cool. and of course, uh, subscribe to the NWR uh, video feed yes. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, you.
1: Yeah, you can also, you know, Nintendo World Report TV. Uh, I like when I have something that's not NWR related to plug, I get excited because <laughs> I'm like,
0: I did something different. That's cool. I imagine you have to squint pretty hard to figure out whether uh, an Atari Blob of Pixels is a person or not. But...
1: Yes, she's it's actually a very, you know, for an Atari 2600 game, really good sprite work. Uh Hmm. which is not something you get to say often. It, it <laughs> no. could be mistaken for an early NES game. Like the sprite work is very, very nice.
0: Huh. Cool. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, until next episode, uh, po- possibly next fiscal year. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out the archives, check out the other podcasts. We've got a bunch of different podcasts at nintendo Dot com. And, uh, various podcast locations but uh, bye everyone bye Chronicles Definitive Edition is copyright 2010-2020, Nintendo, Monolith Soft. Xscape is copyright 2010-Q Games, Nintendo. Oceanhorn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm is copyright 2021, FDG Entertainment, and Korn Fox Brothers. Game & Watch Gallery 4 is copyright 1980-2002, Nintendo. Darkened Sky is copyright 2002, Simon & Schuster. Boston Animation.
2: I'm really feeling it.